0: Everybody, it's me, Sue Costello. Here we are in the Boogie Down Bronx, me and Waka, doing another episode of the I Am Sue Costello podcast and on the top of the priorities for today is me slowing down. Hi. My lady brain works very fast, and I tend to talk very fast, but I've been hearing that it's making people a little anxious. <laughs> And the last thing I want to do is make people anxious. That goes total counter-contrary to what my whole purpose of my whole experience is. The experience is meant to make people feel more calm. Remember I did that episode, calm down. Maybe I was talking to myself. So me and Walker had a little meeting before we turned the mics on today. And we were just going through like, the idea that we're just kind of growing with this whole thing. We don't really completely know what it's going to turn into because I'm not sure what this whole thing that I'm doing is turning into, but it's really, I'm kind of digging it. 2018 is going to be a good year. I have a lot of stuff going on and it's all built on this idea of simplicity. So speaking slower would make sense. And I, I, I thought about my play, like, I would do my even when I do stand up sometimes too. I talk really fast. And there is a sense that I don't want people to see me. So you guys like when I'm vulnerable, so let's let's just start with ripping my heart open. <laughs> <laughs> I talk fast because I don't want you to see me because you might love me. And I think the theory or the baloney that I would tell myself is I don't want you to see me because I think you won't like me. But that's just another lie I tell. Because the truth is, if you love me, I have to feel all those icky feelings that I don't like to feel. And that's what I was saying to Walker, that um, this idea of intimacy and interdependence. Like, that's what I'm really learning how to, like, how to live. Like, we were writing the, the press release for the the play. And it's very hard for me, first of all, to put into words my soul. That's the only thing I can say. It's like, I have to, most people you'll see like painters and they're like, I don't like to talk about my art. And it's like, yeah, we don't like to talk about it, but who likes to have a deep conversation? Who likes to have an uncomfortable conversation? Isn't that what you have to do in relationships all the time? And it's bizarre. Like if you ever really sit across from somebody and you're like, okay, let's talk. It's like, who's, is it me? Is it you? What's happening? I don't know. Um, Can they see my thoughts? Like, if you really slow down. I mean, there's been plenty of times where I stopped, like, acting out. And I'm like, did anybody see what I just thought? So this idea of, like, being body autonomous. I'm really, that's my my thing in 2018. Taking personal responsibility and realizing, like, I, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. And I swear to you, I don't even know if I ever knew that. I don't even know if I, like signing contracts showing up talking I didn't even know even like how everybody was telling me I was talking too fast like I don't think I would have even been able to hear everybody before And you went that goes back to the love like I want people to be able to connect with me I don't want to just use people like furniture like just listen to my podcast and I'm gonna do whatever I want to do like Because we were talking... Okay, so Walker, you can chime in anytime you want about this. So this idea of like, okay, I'm an artist and I want people to, yes, listen to my podcast. But I don't want to just take. And that's what happened in the press release. It's like my play turned into, instead of being a vanity piece, it's turned into something where I'm giving, where it's like generous and I don't even need anything back now, which has taken me years and years and years and years to like get used to that feeling. Because I thought you were supposed to just like... Get
1: (laughs) Right. I think, you know, and we were talking about this before, how it's all about finding that middle ground and that, that balance between doing what it takes to get people interested in your work. You want an audience, right? You want listeners. You want people to come see your show. But how can we do that without sacrificing our integrity and prostituting ourselves and making us feel like like we're not being true to ourselves. But
0: that's funny. Okay, so you went from saying it was my work to turning it into how do we do that without prostituting ourselves? What do you mean by that?
1: Well, I think it's something that everyone struggles with. Well, maybe some more than others. I mean, maybe some people are really comfortable No. Uh, selling out or doing whatever it takes.
0: They're not comfortable with it. I will say this. I don't care who you are. Nobody is comfortable when they abandon their true self. You can pretend you are, but it takes more stuff to fill up that void if you're doing that. I, I will stand on my own on a mountaintop in Iceland wherever with no one else around and everybody can tell me I'm wrong. There, I am completely solid in that thought and I always have been. If you abandon yourself, you have to fill yourself up with a million more things because everybody... Everybody listening, who doesn't want to be seen for who they really are?
1: So can you give an example of abandoning yourself in a situation where gossip? I I always go
0: back to gossip. Gossip's a good one because if you think that's a simple one to to manage, like to actually like do behavioral uh modification with gossip. So I've there's been times and I said this on one of the podcasts before where I've talked about somebody and they've come up to me and I've talked about them in a moment with somebody. And and the weird thing is like I am a kind person but I wasn't always acting like a kind person I it was never you talked about integrity it was never consistent because I didn't know how to hold on to myself even with my career like I knew what I was talking about early on in my career and I let every single person push me around to do something that was not true to myself so regardless of yeah I could tell you some story about baloney so uh so gossip so talking about somebody sit if you really sit with yourself when somebody else is that compulsion like I've been really working on these compulsions like what would I have to feel if I stopped the compulsion what would I have to feel if I stopped people pleasing like that's a big one for me because I'm funny and I have charisma and I can make everybody feel good and like I do even I mean let's go back to what we started this podcast I can talk really fast I know how I'm like a hummingbird, like I can move all around the stage, I can keep it moving. So you don't have any, you're going to have good feelings, but you're not going to really see who I am.
1: It's a defense. It's a defense. And I think what, from, from what I've gleaned from talking to people who've been listening to this podcast, people love it most when you do slow down and let the guard down
0: and i would i used to get mad that you said i had a guard so i had a guard on top of my guard on top of my guard <laughs> we all have a
1: guard right don't we all have a guard and what makes it so freeing to hear you tell a story that's hard for you to tell because you're embarrassed because it makes yourself vulnerable so we we can all relate to that i'm so embarrassed there's plenty of
0: times like i went into uh so
1: this whole thing that i'm doing with
0: my career i'm doing it my way and this whole we were talking earlier about um uh, people tell you, you can't do that. So we were talking, you and I were talking about the way the whole world is set up. Like if you want to rent an apartment, they make you sign fast. They make you sign fast. They want you to make you sign fast. And I was like, yeah, we're talking about where you're going to actually live. And a lot of times when they're going fast, it's because they're pulling a fast one, even in relationships, if somebody comes on too strong, but to be able to say no, you have to, because I was telling you that the only way that they can get you is if you already have that inside of you, if you have that compulsion inside of you, if I have the compulsion to not want to take care of myself, I'm going to let them sign sign the contract, make me, make me, see, I'll say they made me sign the contract and I'll tell everybody and then I'll live in this miserable place and I'll blame the the broker. So that's the depths of this idea of like, all I can say is like swallow my own shit. Sometimes I stand over the sink and wash the dishes and I'm like, oh, it's so hard to like, where what I thought who I was pretending to be clashes with who I really am, and a lot of times, who I re- i always say that I, I went inside. I was so afraid to go inside because I was going to find out that I was disgusting. And I went inside and I had to get past the disgusting behavior. That's what I always say about people. It's, it's like you said, defenses. Like we create these defenses to survive because we have this fantasy that somehow these. But even as children, you are vulnerable, and you have these people that are taking care of you. That. They're paying for your food and everything. You have nowhere to go. You can't just pack up and leave. So you do have like your nervous system does get formed around that, but there's no perfect, I've researched everywhere. There's no perfect parents. No, I've never met anybody that said, Sue, I had this beautiful, you can't, it's just, it's just not the, that's what part of the maturation process is. So, and this whole idea of vulnerability is strength, but that's where the interdependence comes in because you're like, if I'm vulnerable, what if somebody attacks my vulnerability? Or leaves me. That's the big, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. Most people are like, I'm afraid of being abandoned. It's like, you cannot abandon
1: an adult. <laughs> right. It's only if you abandon yourself, but, but right? It,
0: that's it. It's only when you abandon yourself, which, okay, so the gossip. So if I gossip, about, I'll sit with people and I can feel my body, the compulsions in my body, like pulsating. Where I want it, because I'm uncomfortable with the situation where I'm going, to, where I'm going to do something that is not true to who I am. Oh, so, okay, so signing a contract. So I've been doing my whole career. I've been, I've been doing stuff that people say, oh, we would have told you you could never do that. So you have to believe, you have to believe in something better. You have to believe in, you have to have faith. That's what it is. You have to have faith, and faith is not easy. You have to work it. You have to like work you have to apply faith. You don't just have this like sit in your apartment and be like, Oh, it's gonna all work out. It's like no and I was saying that to you, like then my friend Brian always says to me, Breathe that air, so breathe that air and I I used to I used to be like, Is he is he saying I'm not fun? Because that's kinda like I always looked like I was fun, but I wasn't really fun. Because to breathe that air means I have to go out and investigate a little bit. Like even if I feel in my gut that something feels a little like that I know. I still have to go out and be around people. So that's where this interdependence comes from. Like, I have to, isolation kills people. I mean, I was watching something the other night. Like, if people are locked in a room, they're going to die. Like, that's a fact. There's no ways around that. Because your mind plays tricks on you and you need people. Like, you need need a reflection of people being alive for you to be able to want to keep living. So this idea of, like, you said integrity. So what I'm really trying to do is, like, this is who I am. That's why it's called I am Sue Costello. The am is small because it's the God in me and the God in you. The big A- AM is the God, that's ego. So, this humility thing like, who am I? I'm just this person. Yes. And I do have these defenses that I put up that I, and when people tell me, it still bothers me. I still get that. Uh. And another thing that I do is I withhold. If somebody wants something from me, I can feel like this lever in my chest sometimes
1: where it goes up. There is such a shift that happens when you go from that instinct to defend. I'm not being defensive. You're being defensive. (laughs) When you go from that to, oh, you're right, and then you don't attack yourself for it, but you're more curious about it.
0: But then you're not abandoning yourself because you're saving yourself because you're stopping your own behavior you're receiving love from the person, which is people telling me to slow down.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: People are telling me slow down, so we wanna hear what you're saying. Slow down, so we wanna listen to your podcast and we want you to make it more comfortable for us to be able to hear what you're saying so we can absorb it. So it's making me anxious when you talk fast. I have to go, they're right. I'm talking fast because I'm so scared. What if they, what if I do slow down? And what if they really do like what I talk about? And then what if I have to feel more gushy? So if I say to them, fuck them, I'm gonna, I'm my brain works that fast. If they can't keep up with me, that's their problem. I might even get a following, but it'll be based on false. And I, I can't do that anymore. I can't do that. So the abandoning would be when you say to somebody, I'm not being defensive, you're being defensive. And the idea of like, well, what happens if you just give somebody what they want? Sometimes I even give somebody what they want now when they, it doesn't even, I don't even always like agree with it. Like that's the freedom that comes with like, okay, so this integrity, like who am I as a person? I don't gossip. And I was thinking about like, I, I want to help people because that's what the play did for me. It helped me write down who I was so that I could see, so I could get rid of like this idea of like take the best and leave the rest. And that's what I'm able to do with people. Now I'm able to have, have interdependence with people. Cause I'm able to like feel my body when something feels unnatural where they're pushing up on me or whatever. And so that's why I'm able to go further with my career. Cause I'm able to have faith that that's not working. I have no idea what it's going to turn into. That's what the whole play is too. It's like how I'm just not going to do it that way. they say, if you want something different, you got to stop doing what you've always done. But what does that really mean? That means you've got to stop the compulsion of what you've always done. Think about gossiping. It's like such a leak. Uh, you can leak with anything. You can leak with food. You can leak with sex. You can leak with anything if you don't know who you are. So writing down like who you are is a good start. But people are afraid to because they don't want to face like that they're not who they've been telling themselves. Which is funny because why not? <laughs> so it's going to be a little uncomfortable. It's more uncomfortable To live, which is part of the play, like walking around dead even though you're alive. Because unless you face yourself, you live in that gray area. You live in that, like, not really alive area. Because if you push down the bad feelings, the good ones have to go too. And people don't want to hit. They just want, like, some sort of hedonism. That's what I was talking about, about people, like, if they abandon themselves or they create this false sellout, as you said, they have to keep selling, it has to keep, it's like an addiction, like you have to keep going, and that, that's a lot of what goes on in the world today, is it's really addiction, because that, that broke is addicted to the money, to the game, to the to the deal, to the this, to the that, and it keeps getting exploited, and then they exploit it in us. They know what they're doing. They know what they, they H&M just had the picture of the young boy, the young uh, boy of color he had on a, a, a sweatshirt. This is going to be probably... Uh, old news by the time this podcast but it still doesn't matter it's a subject matter and it said uh best monkey in the jungle or something yeah on the t-shirt and everybody was all up in arms and of course they are up in arms but I was like well first of all like what where was his parents and I don't mean that in like a judgmental way I mean that in a way like I always say follow the money because what parent of color would let their child put be in a in a sweatshirt like that. But but HM knew what they were doing. They don't care. The weekend tweeted about it, he pulled out, uh, LeBron James was talking about it. That's what they are doing. They're getting LeBron James to talk about them. They're getting the weekend to give them press. And everybody is taking the bait. Everybody. Because they know and it is insightful. But they think about that in a in a one-on-one relationship when you're not even out in the public people incite you because they want to dump their feelings in you and make you be you and that I swear to God I swear to God people will say to me I'm afraid to go talk to that person I'm like you're not afraid of that person you're afraid of how you're going to act with that person you're afraid you're going to abandon yourself with that person So they say that person scares me. And it's like, no, it's not the person scaring you. It's you yourself scaring yourself that you can't control yourself in that moment. And that's what the whole, my play is about the scary monster, the big frozen scary monster. And once his heart melts, he's human and he thinks he's a despicable creature. And that's what I've always, I used to joke. I used to be like, I have like really low self-esteem or like a huge ego. And I've never knew who was even going to show up. (laughs) I couldn't even be responsible for it. I'd be like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I have no control over anything that I'm doing. I'm, I'm out of my mind.
1: And it's one and the same, isn't it? It's a flip side of the same coin. Right? Yes, absolutely.
0: Because think about it. If you say, I suck, I suck, I suck, I suck. It's still just as self-centered as I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. But that's what people don't want to be. And you talked about balance in the middle ground. And that's where I'm going. I'm going to the middle. I am the people for the people. It's the best way to be. It's where the freedom is. I don't need to be too big or too small, like the three bears or whatever. The bed's too soft. The bed's too hard. I need the one that's right in the middle because uh, how else am I going to connect with people? And balance is tension. Balance is not just this like slothful, like, ugh. balance is like you got your good and bad inside. You get your light and dark always. And you got to be able to manage both of them and call forth the light a little further than the dark. That's it.
1: So I have a question. You, you a couple times made comments about what if I slow down and open up and people and I feel love from people or acceptance and I have to feel those icky, gushy feelings? What What do you mean by that? And why does it make you feel icky or gushy when people love what it is that you're putting out there or accept you for who you are? All right. So we
0: just talked about the flip side of the same coin and uh, I'm trying to. We talked about the flip side of the same coin. So the flip side of the same coin with this is because then the lies I've been telling about myself that I am disgusting and unlovable are not true. And I just lived how many of my years of my life telling myself. So the flip side of the same coin in terms of it's always the lies that we tell ourselves that are the ones that keep us imprisoned. So I've been telling myself that I am unlovable and disgusting for how many years. So if I slow down and people tell me that they love me, I'm going to fall on the floor crying because I'm going to feel sad. And that's what I always say to people too. That's part of intimacy. That's part of love. And that's what you want to talk about. We have the light and the dark inside of us. Feeling two opposing feelings at the same time. Everybody's always trying to have one or the other or or negotiate or control. And that's the other thing. This vulnerability, this intimacy makes me, I can't control it. I can't control how you perceive me. I can't make you feel a certain way. You might think you might hate what I'm saying. I can't control any of it, Mm -hmm. but that's what this whole idea of when we were talking about integrity and expressing yourself without an, without looking for it, without looking for anything back is true love. Like maybe you don't, maybe I might never get anything, but I'm going to do it anyways because that's who I am. And because that's, what's going to make me feel free inside.
1: So it's risking rejection, but it's also having to face the truth of how long, you believed the lie about yeah, yourself? Yeah, because when you say the
0: rejection, it's not as... Because I feel like rejection is comfortable. Like, I remember I had this guy talk about, he was like, I'm an asshole. He goes, and I'm an asshole because at least I know what I'm going to get. And I was like, I understand that. Because I don't know what I... It's so, like, intimacy and love and, like, it's so, like... And I never knew how to really have those feelings. I come from Boston. I was taught how to just, like, I used to stick my chin out. I was, like, always, like, I was so tough and so mad. It was the only way that you could survive in this, like, place where people fist fought and, like, I mean, it was very violent. So it's, like, so now I'm, like, getting back to that little girl. And also I think that's it, too. Like, that little girl. Everybody's like, Sue, this is what I'll say. People keep saying, Sue, was it really hard to write the play because you had to drum up all that pain? And I'm like, No it's really hard to write the play because once I get through the pain, I have to go back to the joy that was underneath it all before all the pain happened. That is, that was the hardest part of the whole play to go back. And now me as a person, like I'm back to the, the childlike person that I was with this adult too, who can take care of her. But yeah, so no rejection isn't that scary for me because I'm very comfortable with that, even though it makes me miserable and, but I can tell the story like, and I always used to say why don't people see me why don't people see me why don't they give me my props Why?" because I was not really showing myself because I would not be able to have my compulsions that's the truth like if you love me and we just sit still and you're going to act it's not going to be all black or white either like you're going to act out sometimes too and so how do I have this interdependence how do I welcome somebody into my life and still step aside when, when the storm comes And still love like sometimes that's one of the most loving things you can do is to leave somebody alone and not pick on them and not get defensive and sometimes it just makes me cry. I just cry really 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 hard when I do the most loving thing. It's just I feel like it is spirituality. I feel like it is going beyond humanity. It's going to faith into a spirit, a blind faith that you like, and then you like, and then I feel so grateful too. I'm like I didn't, I am lovable. That's a part of the reason why I didn't believe in God for a long time. Because I didn't think that, I thought God loved everybody but me. But God don't make no junk. So again, it just goes back to the lies that we tell ourselves. Same idea, I'm afraid of that person. No, you're not, you're afraid of yourself. And I wrote a whole play about it. And I was talking so fast that nobody could hear what I wrote. <laughs> i was taught i mean i was working with this guy the beginning of the month and he's like sue i think it was channeled and now you're starting to see what you wrote and it does make me cry because i'm like and it was very it was excruciating to go through and the other day i was like thinking like even people get jealous like my friends i said that before the girls were like how do you handle the jealousy i'm like it's not even real like i don't stuff that's not real doesn't even faze me anymore because i'm like it's not jealousy i'm like do you know you have to do what I did to get to where I am. There's no shortcut or anything. So it's, there's nothing to be jealous of. There's no, it's, you have to be able to train yourself to be able to tolerate all the feelings that it takes to do this authentically. You can do it all. You can use people and do all sorts of other side stuff to get to where you want to get. But to do it authentically, you have to practice having these feelings like t- to tolerate pure love and to know that people are, act kooky. They're going to disappoint you. I mean, that used to be a line in the play. I'm so afraid I'm going to get fucked over. I'm like, as soon as I accepted that I am going to get fucked over, I was free. <laughs> <laughs> and as long and once I stopped, learned, when I learned how to stop fucking myself over. And just stop lying to myself. I think that's the most painful place in the world to live. I'm ugly. I'm a loser. I'm disgusting. I'm unlovable. And then think about how I would act from that. Nasty.
1: Nasty. And isn't that where the gossip comes from, uh-huh. right? Because we hate ourselves, mm-hmm. so we're projecting that outward and talking shit about other people when really it's because we feel like we're shit. I was thinking about that when you told the H&M story about how you think H&M's happy because they're just getting attention from celebrities talking about them even though it's negative. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing. It's like that's that poison but you it put out too there. But it takes tango. Right. If they didn't,
0: if the people didn't pick up the rope, if think about that. If you say something nasty to me, and and I don't let it hurt my feelings, you have absolutely no power over me. But people don't understand that they're body autonomous. They don't get it. Because okay, so let's talk God.
1: about this because what that, <laughs> this is where I'm interested in. Like, is there a balance? Is there a happy medium there between someone responding to something in a public forum saying, you know, this isn't right but not feeding into, not perpetuating the story and giving it traction. Is there a happy medium there?
0: Well, sometimes it's the opposite, though. Sometimes it's the act of holding on to yourself. Sometimes the best action is nothing. That's just as powerful. People don't understand that. Like, I want to take action. Sometimes the best action would be just to sit still. If nobody reacted to that ad, it would have went by and nothing would have happened. And I'm, that's not to say that the pain and what it represents, but my point is they did that on purpose. It takes two to tango. It's what my whole play is about. What happens if I stop pretending that I'm broken? Then you have no power over me. I understand what we've been doing. You wear a suit and I pretend I'm broken. What happens if I stop pretending I'm broken? So this, and there's certain things that like, I understand you like, when do you speak up for yourself? When do you not, you have to, you can't go from A to Z. Sometimes you have to go through the process to speak up for yourself a lot, but that's not what I'm talking about. And that gets us off the point. The point is it's all inside of us, the strength, the peace, the calmness, all of it's inside of us, but people don't even understand that because nobody teaches people that because they don't want them to have that power. That idea of like what, I mean, I've had people message me on Twitter like, what do I do, Sue? What do I do to not get mad? I'm like, count to 10. It's like a practice. It's a practice to control your compulsions. But most people will tell you they don't want to, they'll say they don't want to control their compulsions. But the truth of the matter is if they want to be happy, that's why you can't just like sit at home and be like, oh... I'm going to be happy someday. It's like this whole idea, and that's what the whole play is about too. The, it's turning into like the stage is like the the brain. It's like the womb. It's like the co- coffin. It's like the confessional. It's like the bo- The TV show is the box. It's all these, like this fantasy in my head that I've been living in and not actually exerting myself in, in life. And love is an exertion. And I never knew that. If I felt like I loved you, I thought that was enough. So to dig myself out of that and actually show you that I love you, I didn't even know how to do that. Cause then I would have to feel those yucky feelings and then I'd have to go, oh, I'm I'm not unlovable, and oh to actually let somebody hug me. I never knew any of that. So it does make me feel mushy because I never had those I never knew how to feel those feelings before. And society tells you, Gross, buy something, do something. Get your wrinkles gone. Cut your face up. Gain weight. Lose weight. Watch these shows. Gossip about their clothes. Gossip about the way they look. I mean, I was reading something this morning. I'm like, it doesn't even matter. They just, I mean, I, oh, Kanye, this girl was dying of cancer and Kanye FaceTimed with her. And I was like, all right, come on. You can't, there's no, you can't, that's just beautiful. Do you know how intense that is to talk to somebody who's about to die? And sure enough, this is a setup he's a jerk. Why didn't he visit her? Why did he just FaceTime her? And I was like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, so once you realize like that, that kind of, and it is true. You have to have compassion for people that did I skip my, I feel like I just skipped over my uh, thought. I said, it is true. It's like, I'm having my own conversation in my own head. I'm catching myself, everybody. (laughs) I'm catching myself. I'm catching myself.
1: It's a start.
0: It's a start to start catching myself. Yeah. Because I, when I watch this stuff I have so many thoughts in my head so I don't even know what I was thinking it is true it is true oh hurt people hurt people that see now I went back and got my thought that's what the thought was it just is true if somebody's not hurting they're not going to be mean period and that's hard to you want to go back to interdependence and intimacy that's hard to go out into the world and know that somebody's going to say something to you you're ugly you're this you're that and not if you if you have it inside of you, they're going to get you. It's that whole idea of they can only get you with your own weapons. If I don't have it inside of me, then you're not going to get me. So you're mean. And well, I'm not mean, so that doesn't phase me. That's So that's what you were asking, like, how do you do it with people? How do you, like, negotiate? And I, I would say, like, because putting up the play was very hard. People would give me feedback, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so hard. It's my heart. It's my soul. It's not done, and people are telling me, and what do I do, and... And the more I just understand, the more I sit quietly with myself and I go, does that sound true? Yes, I do talk fast. And, and then the other thing, breathe that air. I might try to talk slower and then be like, no, I like to talk fast. So it's like this give and take of like, it's not all or nothing. It's not, you don't control me. I don't control you. I go, all right, let's, let's like flesh it out a little bit and. Let's talk it through. And okay, when we were talking that day, like I was really anxious and you were reacting to the way I was anxious and you were trying to control my anxiety. But once I sat by myself, a lot of the things you were telling me were good. and I can go back and tell somebody that. So it's this idea of like, it's not perfect. That's what it is. It's not perfect. It's really icky and hard to have a conversation. but when you when you when you speak and you talk and you listen, like, I always think of that thing, like, God gave us one mouth and two ears for a reason. Like, to sit and to just listen to what somebody's saying instead of think about how you're going to respond. That's that's not being present. You're never going to feel the love that you want to feel. And that's what you, you talked about being abandoned. It's only, you only abandon yourself. Because when I act in a loving way, whether somebody's watching or they're not watching, I sit on my floor in my, living, in my bedroom and I just go, I love you, Sue. Nobody's watching, but that's where my self-esteem comes from. To know one thing is to know all things, and the sum of all things is one. Do you get that? That's what the play is. To know all, to know one thing is to know all things, and the sum of all things is one. We're all the same. The way we express ourselves is different. But when it comes to integrity and the basic, we need to eat. We need water. We need to sleep. We need love. And then the rest of the stuff, and that's what I, so the other day I was thinking even in terms of like, as I create this whole Sue Costello experience, like people don't have money to eat. People don't have water. Like that's not going to be okay with me. And I know people work the system and people do this, but a lot of that comes from the setup sets itself up for that kind of exploitation. And I was thinking, what if there was just a base? What if there was just a base where people got food and they got water? Even shelter. Like we have to we I was opening the door to my apartment and I'm like, we really fucked ourselves. We set it up so we have to pay for our own home that we have to live in. Like it's not like it's not a luxury. We fucked ourselves. We we did it to ourselves. That's the end of the play too. Except I talk about myself. I say I did it to myself. So, why can't we just have a base like this? Food is for these people, like, regardless. And yes, guess what? Some people are going to try to steal it. But so what? That doesn't mean that's okay. So, we'll close with this. Okay. So, that's interdependence all or nothing. I'm going to either give you everything or I'm going to hold withhold completely. No. Sometimes you have to give and people are going to take too much and everything, but you still keep giving because otherwise you become what they did to you. You become the gossip you become the angry person worried about the sweatshirt and HM when in your apartment by yourself when nobody's even looking and you're all frustrated all day giving away your power we are body autonomous Lincoln said it we are as happy as we set our minds out to be people don't like to hear that sometimes they want to hear that it's someone else's fault but homie don't play that that's it for now Chao.